You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez-Clary. Brought to you by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Final segment of The Happy Hour. We've got the crossover joining me right now. Welcome back to Nebraska, Nathan Who's that? Sheesh. Nick, oh, Nick yeah, was sitting there. Yeah. My gosh. Bro, you're like I know no, I know Nick is a shorty doo-wop, but my goodness. <laughs> Bro, you are the tallest person at this station. <laughs> I, I'm the tallest and the smartest. I don't know about that one. <gasps> oh. I don't know about that. <laughs> you, see my, you see my ACT scores? <laughs> uh, no. Okay, so two things I want to go over with you guys. First, yeah. first off, um, something I brought up on the water cooler, and I know Nathan will appreciate this, a little, little stat corner. All right. Nebraska has a top 25 quarterback in terms of passing yards, a top 15 running back in terms of rushing yards, and the number one receiver in the nation in terms of receiving yards. Jordan Addison? <laughs> just, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> they are three and four. Well, I think the biggest thing, Rico, and, and how – Hold on, hold on. How much better would the record be if they had an average offensive line and an Average defense. I was just about to say that because me and Strick are going to get into this. It really goes to show you that when we say, when we say time and time again, especially in the Big Ten, games are won and lost on the line. That's the tra- offensive the and defensive, yeah. one on the lines, one in the trenches. That is 100% accurate. Like, it, it because that. I know the the offensive line has been criticized. I know you guys got into that yesterday. Boy. I don't have to keep talking about and harping on it but when your offensive line can't protect your quarterback it doesn't matter if you have the number one receiving receiver in the in the in the entire country you can't protect your quarterback and when you can't protect your quarterback you can't score as many points and then on the other side of the ball the defensive line hasn't looked great despite all the additions and it's it just without good line play you can't win well, and then you have you the, just can't. The, a top 15 running back, and you haven't run the ball really in the last two games. Mm-hmm. Well, I haven't really been able to, and that's the crazy thing. It's, it's, it's for me, I, I, what I see is I see a lot of zone blocking. I see a lot of trying to man up. I don't see a lot of pulling. I don't see a lot of, you know, crashing with some trapping. I don't I don't see any, a lot of – I could be wrong. I, I just don't see a lot of creative line play mm-hmm. just to be able to take advantage of line fronts or, or being able to get to the, the linebackers to op- open up things. I saw something that I was hoping to see more of, which was some draws which they had some success with because when you have guys that are pinning their ears back and they know teeing they're going to have – They're teeing off, yeah. right? Let them get down the field. You've got, to, you got, to, you go. got to figure out ways to be creative in the, in the run game and, and be able to open up right. ways for them to have a little bit of space. You don't need a I mean, lot of space with Anthony Grant. No. Let's no. be real about that. Well, even then, he wasn't really the one running the draw. The, the biggest draw play from a running back came from Ramir Johnson. Ramir Johnson. In the fourth quarter. Yeah. Uh, and, and if you're you know you're saying they're they're pinning their ears back, they're trying to get to the quarterback. Run some screens. Run yeah. some more, Run some more screens. Yeah. I'm sure. I, I know that they've run a couple, but run some more, especially in a game like that where, look, they're sending four people at you. Yeah. Just just four. Let them get past you. Let the offensive line get to the second level. 
get it to your running back and let him create something in space. I mean, you saw how how good it was on the reverse where they kind of let some people get down the field on one side. Trey Palmer took it and he had a caravan of, of, of linemen in front of him to, t- to take him 60 yards down the field. Yeah. You you have to get your playmakers into space and, and to do that, maybe you, maybe you, I mean, you're not letting your quarterback take shots, but maybe you let the defensive line get past you and try to make some plays behind them. Yeah, it, it's it, it could be, I mean, it, there's a bunch of ways to do creative screens you could do wide receiver screens tight end screens uh, tight end. i mean there's a lot of different things they can do. i you just haven't tra- seen Travis that creative Volk, like, yet. still unused still yeah. still severely under underutilized underused you saw he, he had a couple catches against purdue and that one that he kind of took for a couple of yards he bowled over a corner he's bigger than everybody else well, and there. the thing is though to run plays like that Again, it goes back. You have to have a pretty good offensive line to run. Screen I, you got to run successfully. If you're if your you offensive line, you have to have, 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 have good linemen. Like but you just have to have good linemen. The thing is, if you're mm-hmm. if you're going to do this, you got to run quick hitters. And with Trey yeah. Palmer running deep routes, you're asking the offensive line to hold the block yeah. right. for a little bit longer. You're asking Casey to sit in the pocket right. and wait for Trey to make his move to get somebody to 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 break deep. They were testing him too. They were basically challenging him. They they were basically saying one on one, we're going to give you. Mm-hmm. Any type of one-on-one action, Purdue was you, susceptible gotta, to the deep ball. They, they very it. much was. It just like you said, they just could not create more. I mean, in those situations, sometimes max protect. You know, I, I didn't see a lot of max protecting. Maybe holding a tight end or something. Bringing another offensive line. You know, something. It, it's just, but but hey, listen, I, I'm I'm not going to sit here and and you know Monday and Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday quarterback I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tell it like I see it and and that's the way I see it I view it that way I'm I'm hoping that we can see some some changes I said while you were gone Nate I said listen the biggest priority I tweeted I said the biggest priority for Nebraska has to be the the, the line both sides both sides of the ball. They, they you know they do a good job I mean if you have to jump in the portal don't don't be jumping in there looking for D and offensive linemen let's jump in there because you're not going to get the best of those some of the best of those are probably going to go to well, an Ole Miss or you know they're going to go to places where they're they're you well, know in terms of the defensive and the offensive line the, the transfer portal is where you're going to have the most success because even if you recruit for the defensive and offensive line very rarely, at least the ones that you're going to get right now in the, in the current state of Nebraska, they're not going to be ready right away. Yeah. Not in the Big Ten. Well, defensive line, you can get that. The problem is, how many times do you guys see an elite offensive lineman transfer? But that's the it doesn't, that's it the doesn't really happen. But that's the thing it is, you're happen. not you're not going to get an elite offensive lineman from from so you have to uh, go as a fresh them. as a freshman. You're not going to get they have to Why develop. Not? You're not going to get them right away. Why not? They're not going to a Nebraska. You're not, not going to get a five star lineman going to Nebraska him to death. <laughs> I, if think, I had to nil think, them, I think, would. Do you think that Nebraska, no, as they yet. current as they currently stand, despite the the impact of nil and how much how much money they can throw at somebody, that they can out nil out you know the 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 success, proven success of offensive linemen than in Alabama, than a Clemson, well, than a Texas, than an Oklahoma. Well, you have to do USC. it. You have to do it in the region. You have to win those regional battles. Right now, some of those guys are going to an Iowa or they're going somewhere. And I'm seeing when I'm saying region, I'm talking about you need to find the best out of right now. It's going to be tough now that Kansas and Kansas State are starting to get better. So you got Kansas, Kansas State, Iowa, Iowa State. Well, you guys got I think one thing we're not talking about though is that Nebraska shouldn't even necessarily be in this position because Jay Foreman talks about it all the time. Their offensive line back when he was playing was so good because they developed like no yeah. team in the country. Yeah. I mean, you found these kids, and no, they weren't ready as freshmen, but when you put another 50 to 100 pounds on a kid, 
you you have them going up against all American talent. Yep. They're going to develop, and that's the biggest problem about the offensive line is that we saw guys that we thought were going to take that next step, were going to develop, and they just never did. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest issue because I am all for the transfer portal. I think for basically every position on the football field, you can look at Nebraska specifically, you can find talent. How, like I, I genuinely want to know, and if the text line can help us out, how many times does an elite offensive lineman enter the transfer portal? I feel like it never happens. Very yeah, I mean, rarely. You can, get, because... you can get three-star guys that want to jump ship and move, but those elite five-star NFL caliber linemen, they don't move. They there's stay one, where they're there's at. There's that one from Wisconsin, but he got kicked off the team. Right, but he was there for how long? Three years. Three years? Maybe started, four. I, yeah, because he might have been there for he started for He started for two, maybe three uh, started the first couple games this year and then fell out of favor. And, and that's the thing is that those kids they just don't move. So I think the biggest thing about the offensive line you got to develop. I think too if you if you're going to look at it from that perspective, I think you've got to kind of here's what happens sometimes. Some of these guys get lost, right? They find themselves in a high level Division two program. They find themselves in a HBCU program, and they're 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 really good, mm-hmm. but they just they got over overlooked a little bit. They have to do a great job of of eyeing that type of talent and go after them type of guys. Alabama's right now, starting initially. left Alabama's starting left tackle transferred from Vanderbilt. I understand that's that's a power five division one program, but it's Vanderbilt. You know, you, you, you look at Vanderbilt and you're like, okay, you know, the, those guys are good, but they're, you know, okay. He's the starting left tackle for Alabama. Like you have to look at the smaller schools, exactly. the, the schools I'm, that don't get as much love, and and try to try to get some of those guys. That's the if way they I answer the trend, that, obviously that you're not picking them. Can off. happen, but I feel like even then, like it's so rare. Look at look at the offensive linemen that are drafted in the NFL. They come from schools all over the place yeah, because that's the thing is an offensive like lineman. Three year starters. You can exactly, but I feel like with offensive linemen. You can evaluate talent no matter where you're at because a lot of it is footwork, technique, mm. those kind of things, yeah. size. Athleticism. There are other fields. Uh, there are other positions on the field, like a Trey Palmer, for example. Like if you're not getting on the field, mm-hmm. like you can go to another place and you can you can shine. You can shine as an offensive lineman pretty much anywhere. Right. I, I also want. I also would but say. But that's what I'm saying is is it's hard to find the elite ones in the transfer portal. But it's it is. Even, but it, and you want to talk about development. You're, you have to develop them. If you want this to turn around, you don't have the time to bring in a freshman Facts. and develop them. Facts. You have to go into the transfer portal. You've got to take chances on some people. Either that or you have to have enough faith in the, the, the current state of your coaching staff to develop what you have to a better situation next season. Well, well, then also, too, what I would also be eyeing, I would be eyeing those athletes. Okay, let, let's, just, let's just go back and, and, and I'll, I'll throw it out like this. Terrell Farley wasn't Terrell Farley, right? He was he was in a different position, and they were like, "This kid can run. This kid is athletic. He's fast. I'm going to throw him in here." Same thing with Cam Jurgens. Cam Jurgens started off as a tight end, You're right? You know what I mean? I would be looking at those type of moves as well. I'd be looking at guys to say, "Hey, listen, you know, I it, it, it's it's sexy to be in the tight end position. It's sexy to be." You know, at the defensive end position, it's it's sexy, right? But if you're not if you're not progressing and you're not growing there, let's eye how we can put you here and talk about how the next level of this can be for you mm-hmm. at this. I mean, that's I mean, like you're saying, you guys are right. Both of you are right. 
And and but I think that's that's those are the type of things we need to be looking at. If I'm a staff, because you're right, you don't have time. You don't have time to bring them in and work them through. You need to be looking at those options, but you also need to be looking at ways to maybe shift guys in and, yeah, and put really them in position. You don't really have the luxury of, of being able to wait. We have a caller on the line. Is 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 he for your is he for your show or we yeah, just we, we don't got, know. We yeah, got yeah, Jim. We got Jim. Philippi on the line, Jim. You're on. You're on yeah. the the crossover. What's up? Yeah, hey, I just wanted to call about hitting. I've noticed on a number of plays, especially on defense, there's a hesitancy to hit. So I'll give you an example. On the Purdue game, uh, I think it was one of the linebackers came around the corner and just stopped, and he crouched down and. Doru just ran him right over. And uh, the reason that happens because he stopped and crouched down. If he had kept his forward momentum going and then at the last second changed his angle at the last you know quarter of a second before impact, you change your angle and that deflects all of his momentum but allows all of your momentum to go right through him. You're hurting him, but he's not hurting you, even though he may be bigger than you. And I was a small guy, and I played football, and I know that for a fact. I've done it thousands of times, probably. <laughs> so, well, thank you, I mean, Jim. I just wanted to bring that up and point that out. And wrestlers know that. Well, I was a wrestler too. Wrestlers know leverage and angles, and tackling has a lot to do with leverage and angles. Facts. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. there you go. Thank you so much, Jim. Thank you for calling in. He's right. Yeah, I, le- I, leverage is a is a huge. Is a huge part of. It. I also think dragging out plays, being in holes where you're supposed to be. I, I noticed that about some of the linebackers when I watched the Purdue game was they were getting stuck on tackles, like not I mean not tackles, but stuck on the linemen. Yes. Like they were just they would just stand there. Like there's Velcro. Yeah. It, yeah. No, there is no no movement, no leverage, no. No shucking, no. It was just kind of well. You're uh, like I'm here, but the offensive line is dictating. Is dictating where you're going. Yeah, you're, 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 you're not. Do. You're not able so to, to dictate where you want to go. You're not able to change the angle of of the block and get around. It, it was it. it I, I did notice that or taking some, bad angles. Yeah, there were some instances where um, there were runs to the outside where whoever the, the outside most defender was wasn't setting the edge. They weren't was forcing them back inside. The they were allowing them to get uh, get up there. Yeah. But even then, even if they did set the edge, there were multiple oper- multiple instances where the cutback lanes weren't covered. The, yeah. the holes weren't covered. There was yeah. nobody there to wait for them. The gang tackling, they, it was yeah. you, one person, and then the next person is cl- next closest person's you know five yards away. Mm-hmm. So they're they're gaining as many yards as they want. Mm-hmm. It was just a. I don't want to take shots at anybody, but it was just a lackadaisical defensive effort. There were instances where they showed up and they played really well. I think um, Jay Foreman was saying that, um, oh, what is what? one of the defensive tackles, not Tyrops, and the other one. Um, I can't Win? remember his name. No, he got a black shirt to start the season. He's uh, from Nebraska. Yeah, Feast. Feast did a really good job of kind of controlling the line of scrimmage, changing the line of scrimmage multiple times during that game. Hutmacher got in there a few times. Yeah, he got in plays. there multiple times. He had a couple – he had like a, a couple tackles. But there were instances where defenders were doing really good jobs, but there was no backup. Yeah. So they would do something to, to impact the play and change the direction of wherever the play was going – but there was nobody no on guy. that side to, mm-hmm. to, to clean it to up. To fill it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's absolutely right. And and that's that's got to be 
I think it's sad for me that the opportunity sat right there in your hand. You were, you were in it. All you had to do was make a couple of plays, and it, it, it was it was just it was like you were a day 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 late and a dollar short on some of those instances, man. And it cost them. I mean, it cost them, um, especially on the offensive line. Just those straight. I mean, I'm talking about just straight bayous. It was like. Golly, that can one, you put an arm on somebody? Yeah, that, or that one play that Nick shared. Hey. That one play Nick shared Casey Thompson's long run. Both defensive ends got around the tackles in yeah. half a second. Yeah, it wasn't, yeah. They, it wasn't they were, even. They were going so fast they ran into each other. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's a problem. That, that, needs, that, needs, that needs to be addressed. And hopefully that that gets addressed. The offensive line gets addressed in in this bye week. And oh. Look, I was expecting in the last bye week it didn't happen. Maybe it'll happen in this one. I, I for myself, am expecting some changes on the depth chart, but yeah, I can't I really speak to it. I'm not I'm not in those rooms. I'm not on the coaching staff. It's just my expectation. But that's going to do it for the happy hour, the crossover. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Up next on the block, Stricken Nate. Nate is back. Woo! Let's see what's going on with those two. All right, guys. Adios. Adios.